Cardi B for President Dylan? Oh, I thought it was going to be Nicki Minaj, but okay. okay well, either Nicki- way, get fucked. No. <laughs> Fine. One day. <laughs> One day. Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Okay, Dylan. So it is a Thursday of sorts. Yes, a thoughtful Thursday. It's actually Tuesday. Yes. Thoughtful Thursday. Okay, thoughtful Thursday. So a little bit of more of a fun one. It's not too serious, but it is thought-provoking, as we like to be. Um, so well, it's serious, but in the right way. It's serious about fun. I was going to say about emotions, but cool. That the works fun too. police have arrived. The fun police. Why aren't you dancing? I don't is want to Is that a joke on dance. the dream police? No, we don't want those. But Surrender was a great band. All right, go ahead. Continue. Continue. Get your life out of here. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, like the past Surrender. 30 days, it. I have discovered Russian metal. Mm. That's just a thing that has happened now in my life. And I'm like, well, the, give, me, give me a good six months to explore this to see what happens and let the Spotify algorithm do its thing. But uh, anyway, so um, we are both big fans of music. And we were chatting earlier, actually. We have kind of diverging tastes. Yes, but they're more about they're they're still less mainstream than most about either pop or rap or hip hop. They're not so much focused on that, although they both they both sort of you know, meander a little bit. I think let's see, we clarify that. I think actually most people have a diverse taste. It's just most likely they'll have preferences to particular categories. Because like I, I feel like probably most people will listen. Let's say music from the sixties, seventies, eighties, right? They might know a song or two, but it's not something that they'll like listen to constantly or daily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might like it, but it's not like a preference. Okay. So I'll say vice versa. I think most people are actually like they'll have a relatively, let's say, diverse listening experience, but they'll focus on particular categories just because okay. it just speaks to them. I wanna, more. I wanna counter that with okay. the window test. The so window test. Okay. if you're sat in traffic and someone's windows open playing music, what is it most likely to be? You know, I don't know because like so the other day, the, I saw this chick really getting down to fucking uh, Frankie Valley the Four Seasons. She was my age in our okay. 20s, so I, I think it depends. I think that's because we only remember the ones that we recognize ourselves. Yeah, but I mean that's what I still think because like when I was in Fresno, like it was a mixture. I heard rap and metal, so it is. It depends where you're at, too. But. Maybe we're just a bunch of pansies around here. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I would counter that. Whenever I hear a window, whenever I hear music out of a window, it is, I want to say about 80%. Dong, 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 basically. So it's um, some some riff of hip-hop or pop that is a typical bassy beat. Mm, okay. And um, it's not generally not some sort of electro. It's not metal. It's not... Sometimes over here we have country, but it's still still a four to one ratio at least. Um, that's a little anecdotal test. Don't take it too seriously. Kids. So, what are you thinking about in terms of like? I guess how does it relate to you? Let, let's so, let's go back to. Us. I think it's funny. I I think everyone probably feels like they have a unique taste in music. Hmm. But for example, if I like, probably if I think about two thirds of the artists I listen to, if I ask someone on the street to listen to that, they can be like, "What? Yeah, who's that?" I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Right. So. The point being, I think it depends how seriously you take it, because I think you can enjoy music and sort of zone out about the specifics, which I think is more of a 
I guess it's just more of an easy listening type deal where it's like I'm just I'm just vibing this. Or people will know it because it's like popular for a second. Yeah. Like Dragon Force and Guitar Hero Three. That's one of the yeah. reasons people know Dragon Force. Or like Force. oh pe- people know who so. Nicki Minaj is for a reason. Or like Cardi B or Justin Bieber yeah. or the other other you know regular country artists especially. Um, and like that's what they listen to and they're gonna listen to it and maybe it's like why well, are you hearing what's in the song? Are you really breaking it down? Like, for me, that's what I like to do. I'll listen to a song many, many times and kind of figure out what am I hearing? What do I like mm. about it? Right. Um, but the the point being that I figure I have pretty unique interests. And what I'm trying to go towards with this sort of chat is, like, how international music doesn't appear to be really in the mainstream here. Mm, okay. And um, it is, I mean, obviously the U.S. is diverse. And there's going to be groups of people in all kinds of categories so there'll be people kind of like me probably too mm-hmm. and of some sort of piece in between but i think other than like k-pop getting into the u.s because it's been westernized mm-hmm. they have a lot of um uh hip-hop producers and stuff that are in korea that are you know really headlining a lot of these groups that are becoming popular because they're just adding western influence mm-hmm. you don't hear much of of like japanese music not much european other than maybe like the mega bands, you know, like 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 Ramstein or the UK bands like Iron Maiden, but still that's metal. Um, so and that's even g- then, I'd say that's a hit and miss. Depends where you yeah. go to in the US. Um, but you don't get like the weird ones. Like I mean, for example, I don't really listen to any Spanish speaking music, and I haven't really explored that. Mm. Um, I've had a very small taste, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but in itself was a unique band. Mm. Um, I don't re- actually remember them, but their sound was kind of like less than the usual, or it was, it was different than the usual like mariachi or or Spanish pop, stuff like that. Reggaeton. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, um, like, I was like, okay, well, now Russian metal is a thing on my radar. Mm. Somehow Spotify suggested this to me, and it's like, well, technically it's the same genre as what I listen to, but it's just Russian. Mm. And so, listening to it, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing magically crazy about it. It's just, like, more of these sounds that I like, more of these songs that I like, but with Russian you know just with russian lyrics and i'm not understanding it but i was comfortable with that because i've been listening to j-rock for like the longest time now like almost 10 years you should probably clarify that i mean you don't mean jesus rock no 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 jesus rock no, okay, okay. you do you you do bullshit. you so, so so j-pop is the most famous of like japanese music but j-rock is just a couple bunch of japanese rock yeah. and into that subculture it's just like the western there's you know your traditional there's like classic rock you know there's um to be fair, though, rock, that's a pretty big, like, category. Yeah. Right. Like, so, there's alternative, there's acid rock, there's lithium rock, there's contemporary rock. Like, it, it, that's, ooh. Yeah. That's like metal. Right. It's, that's, it's a diverse, like, that. that's like and a... metal is just a subgenre of rock. That's like, yeah, yeah exactly. So, that, that's like a main category. Kind of like you say classical. Classical is so extensive. Because there's yeah. all these different time periods, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, but so. that's what I mean. Is like I've spent ten years exploring different routes and finding bands that I'm comfortable with. And um, what I found is like, I, especially for some of my favorite songs that I hear, and especially of specific pieces in the music that I hear, like, oh, this is really amazing, like guitar work, or this is an amazing, like drum part of this song. It ends up being a lot of the for me a lot of the Japanese songs mm. where I. I think it mainly goes down to, to be honest, I think it's probably skill level and talent, mm. uh, which I can go into a second, is I find, which Japanese music culture is really, as some people are familiar with, they have their idol culture, right, where they really groom and have competitiveness to become these Japanese idols, which is more than just music artists, they're basically lifestyles that people idolize, mm. right? So they're designed to be, a lot of it is the females that are cute and perfect, right? 
Um, and so they will live that sort of innocent idol life that can be aspired to and is like almost perfect. And they'll have their songs. They'll be amazing singers, amazing dancers. You know, they're going to be visually appealing. And that's like, that's how it works. And whether you think that's great or not, you know, it's, it works for them. And I'm not a big fan of, you know, the lifestyle. But what it does breed is just like the most talented of the talent. Mm. Like it brings just the highest performance, whereas the U.S. can be sort of like underground or if you're unique, mm. maybe in some ways you can get a following or, I mean, I, for here it's like attractive, right? Mm. Especially for female artists. Um, but over there it's like, well, everyone's attractive, so you can't use that, right? Over there in terms of the idol groups, people who, you know, they literally, they groom. It's like, I want to be a perfect J-pop artist, right? Mm. So that goes into the J-rock too, I think, where just the skill level is intense just like the skill level of all the musicians and then the singers like they're just they're not they're never really playing around mm. per se as much where it's like oh well this, this band is unique but their singer's not that great like um fuck what was it well i, I got a good question for you because we're i guess like the main bit of it which at least for this thoughtful thursday is i guess more why isn't some of this kind of more obscure music not here in the u.s yeah. Um, do you think part of that could be because of the language barrier? Um, because, yeah. like, I think about, like, right, earlier you brought up um, Ramstein, and that's a good example, right? So it's a metal band that's known, uh, but I mean, how many people probably know the actual lyrics? Like, they do do tours in the U.S., but they don't do tours in English, you know? Yeah. Like, it's German still. But it's like, right, so a lot of people might think it's like, oh, Germany's like industrial metal music. But in reality, like, it's like, just like the United States, there's love songs. 100% of their population is wearing Ramstein t-shirts everywhere. I know, right? So, but it shows you, right? So that kicked over here because there was some sort of interest about, but you don't hear any, like, German love songs, even though, like, over there, you know, I mean, it's just like the music uh, here. It's, it's pretty expansive in terms of genres. There's a little bit of everything going on. Yeah. So there's even, you know, EDM music over there. It's not as kicked off because it seems like, other countries kind of beat them to the because I even think about like artists and like you know for example uh, um, Swedish House Mafia like mm-hmm. other like you know European country groups that just like got kind of the kick on EDM and they kind of dominated the market for a while so that's why you don't hear about other EDM like you don't hear about like French EDM for example right like that's not because that would be called freedom right well I mean it probably exists right you know what I mean but it's just because other nations just yeah. happen to they happen to popularize it first even yeah. us. You know, we we kind of had an ED, almost like an EDM renaissance, if you will, with like Electra's Daisy Carnival and Calvin Harris and all sorts of other groups, you know, mm-hmm. from the U.S. Dead boys. So, you know, but that's why I'm wondering. It's like, yeah, maybe it's a little, I don't know. That's why I kind maybe it's just because also every country goes through like a little renaissance period when it comes to music. Because mm-hmm. I was even thinking about the initial uh, initial D, the uh, you know the uh, anime car show. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the show was based in Japan, they used uh, Eurobeat music, and it worked. I mean, I don't think anybody like recognized that that was Eurobeat. No music. one's they watched that assumed... show sober since. <laughs> well, that's all I think people really yeah. remember also from the show is either the car or the music because it was a so. it was a different direction of what was exp- uh, of what traditional yes. what was traditionally happening in that time period. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, the language barrier can be one thing. I mean, for example, like German is more pronounceable than Russian. Yeah, Russian is a lot of. Sh- it's like it's hard. When I'm listening to the bands, I'm like, are they screaming or is that just their language? So it's it can be difficult. That's just like German. <laughs> so like um, so Japanese can be quite. I I think it can be easy to like if you want to learn the lyrics, mm-hmm. you it can be easy to just listen to it and say it yourself. 
Now, in terms of understanding it, then you got to, you know, go, go look at the lyrics, look at the conversion, uh, the, the translation and figure out, you know, what's being said and such. But uh, it's funny. So even with that language barrier, like I could feel like you can still get the sort of the feeling of, of the songs just from the way the, you know, the song is made, is, is put together. Um, and um, I don't know. It seems to work. Like I still get as much enjoyment as I do versus English. Mm. Um, and sometimes they dabble a little bit in English and such. And um uh, it seems to work and especially with japanese too they are trying to westernize more like and i think because of the, like japanese is being influenced by western culture especially with like some of the punk and metal and some of the, the little more rebellious stuff is they have english speaking singers mm-hmm. um and so that's cool it's like okay well technically there's nothing to say or, that a western band couldn't or a prevent. good a good Uh-oh. example good example oh shit 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 and shit and why is nothing ever working, Chris? What did I do wrong? Our audio just doesn't want to work. Oh, perfect. Here we go. Is that is that that blue-haired one? Now I was making a joke about like you said it's like mostly like kind of low tones, even like with their metal. It's still kind of like I guess the voice, like the vocals are relatively, uh, I guess lower pitched. Oh. So that whole like concept but that's pretty unique, I say, to Japanese music, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, they make it work. Also, I, I had to make that joke real fast. Oh <laughs> it's God. like yes, Possible. yeah. Um, so it's 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 kind of interesting, really, to to think like how that how that differentiates itself. But uh, I don't know. It's weird. I guess considering how much we're like the music, how big the music culture is in the West, mm-hmm. right? And you think, okay, well. It's and like people all about oh my god Drake's fucking amazing and people like that can explode, right? Mm. It's like well I don't I I personally think Drake's pretty good I think he's pretty terrible myself but mm. that's just that's just my like opinion but people are like really blown away by this mainstream stuff I'm thinking to myself so there should be a culture of really trying to find amazing music I guess unless it's not actually that amazing that's happening here well. Well I think that's the uh, which we could talk about eventually which uh, in another episode the. Uh, I guess the kind of stigmatization where if you like something that's mainstream, it's like, oh, you're just uncultured or you're kind of dull. Mm. You know, you're a dull boy. Um, Yeah. But I think that's kind of because it's just weird because to me it's like, well, mainstream just means that like just the majority of the population likes it, you know? Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, I mean, with music, if if, if it's something you like, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. And that's what I mean. Like you're totally allowed to like that. And but plus, then, there's yeah. nothing mainstream that you like. No, no mainstream music like it's bitchin'. Yeah, like, like I could think of some EDM shit we listen to that's pretty much mainstream. Like for example, like, the most know. mainstream would be okay. Well, most people have probably heard of Linkin Park, yeah, or Green Day or Limp Bizkit. Like, well, I like those. Imagine Dragons. <sighs> Ready to bet? Yeah, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> but like they did, and then give you that. they had that one song, and I was like, it is uh, like for, yeah. For example, Radioactive was like. It went just enough into the genre that my ears pricked up, and I was like, "Oh, I like this song." And the rest of the stuff, I'm like, "Nothing." Yeah. Um, so I mean, it happens. It dabbles. It's just a case of like, for me, my music tastes are mine, and there's certain sounds and things that I hear that I'm like, I like. I prick up, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm starting to like this now." Like this is falling into the pie chart of things that I like. Yeah. Right. And then they can stray out of it, and bands that I like can stray out of it. I'm like, you just went in a direction that doesn't work for me. Like it's cool. Well, I think that's kind of, I guess, the takeaway message for this awful Thursday, too. It's not that we're ending early. It's just more the fact that eventually you get to the point where you listen to enough music, you kind of figure out 
well, you have your general like likes, but then you figure out, you kind of fine tune it, if you will, kind of like, you know, when you work on, let's say, a car, and you try to get down the right performance aspects you want. You It takes trial and error where you go back and forth, back and forth. Kind of say with music, eventually you'll figure out that kind of like perfect genre that you can listen mm. to like all the time, or multiple genres that you can listen to all the time. Because myself, I found myself cycling between basically like EDM, a little bit of hard step, dubstep, and then like cosmic rock metal. So, which is your current journey to figure out? Yeah. So I just and now I'm just trying to find bands that are like you know, I mean I listen to a lot of also 80s like synthwave music. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, synthwave. So that people don't probably know about it's kind of unique basically to the EDM world because that's such a broad term within itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole so. the whole labeling thing is a probably another question, but it's just a case of like I like what I like. I mean, it's, it falls into subgenres of people using the same techniques to create sounds that fall into the same category. You're like, okay, yeah, like I like this riff. This is a similar riff, but this one also sounds good. You know, um, that type of deal. And so that's why it's like, well, I think pop works is because they legitimately use the same like four beats. Mm. And that seems to work for people. And I'm like, well, I can get nothing from this personally. I would rather listen to, to, to nothing. Well, sometimes the so simplest beats are the best. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing with, um, with like, hip- I, I don't know. I, I, I would have, if you listen to mainstream hip hop, um, or rap, there's pretty there's pretty much the same bass beat with um, more, I guess, nuanced, intricate um, sounds added to it. Well, it seems like with rap though, the focus is more on the actual lyrics, or you know, versus the actual sound. Because I'm thinking also like other, uh, he's not really a rapper, but I was thinking about uh, the weekend. Mm. You know, like so that's interesting though. His songs are so varied; it's mind blowing. It is, but I mean, is like the focus isn't really on the music. It's mostly, I actually, I even think Post Malone too, the same thing. The focus isn't really on the music; it's more about the lyrics. I think for him, his focus so, is not wearing shirts. I mean, I can't judge man. He's, he's probably almost billionaire at this point. What he's selling his he brand may, and whatever he works. He may right? have smoked it so, all away though. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say so. The weekend actually. I mean, he sings and raps in a way. Yeah. Um, but his songs are varied so much that I actually it piqued my interest. Well, you see what I mean though. Like, I think it depends. I guess what you're looking for. Because mm-hmm. we talked about earlier too in the car that like myself, when I look for like cosmic rock or metal, it's more on the specific tones mm-hmm. versus the actual lyrics. Yeah. So like I'm looking for specific kind of like cosmic kind of, I don't want to say squealy toes, but like I guess. I don't know how you would actually put it, how you describe it, but you catch my drift, though. So I think that's the thing. It's more... Okay, take a take take a cop car, flip it upside down so the lights are smashed, and see what it sounds like. It'd be... <laughs> Dylan, in a nutshell. Oh, lordy. I kid. Um, yeah, that, I, I, I would agree. Um, I mean, for me, like... Just like my first day on yeah. duty. <laughs> Shit show. <laughs> um, like... I'm trying to figure out what direction I want to go. And right now it's like, well, I'm very comfortable in metal, right? Mm. Like I've been there forever. I've gone from like punk to like new metal to like metal core to like a mixture of like grunge and like now some industrial stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, even within the genre, there's so many bands that they can do a twist on it. And then they're like th- 13 different subgenres in there. Yeah. Right. Um, but right now it's like, well, something I have never really explored is like putting up, putting a, a, like electronic music into metal. So there's a whole subgenre of bands where it's like it's a transition of maybe eventually I'll just go to EDM or some variant of electronic music. But right now the combination is just like this is just so fresh to me mm-hmm. that I'm like even though this this album's five years old or whatever, well I've, I've I've never heard it before. 
So for me, it's like it's like expanding my mind. And I'm like, whoa, sit down. And um, it's like, so that's cool. And that can happen. Like Japanese music is an entire library of thousands of albums, I'm sure, just like here. Mm. Or like Russian. Of course, there's a little bit of a language barrier, which can make it difficult. But I think people will find that you get, I don't know, you just get a, a slightly unique take because it's an, it's an impression of Western music a lot of times mm. with a unique, you know, cultural uh, inclusion from wherever it's from and like ah, just i keep going back to japanese music and the fact that it's like if some bands in the u.s had like just been more skillful like the band the way they are now is still perfectly enjoyable but if they were like just almost perfected in their musical ability what you could get made and like that just comes out to some amazing like productions and i hear songs and i'm like how did they get this so perfect yet so effortless and that ends it with me so impressed. And that a lot of times I don't get that with a lot of American bands. There's still some. And there's still some that don't need to be extremely well, talented to make good songs. I think that's the hard but, part of music. Because you don't know who it's going to speak to and, until it's yeah. out, you know? Yeah. So, because uh, that's why there's all sorts of different genres. Because it's like, it's a matter of like, how does it speak to you? And who yeah. does it speak to? Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Because that's, yeah, that's interesting with rap you mentioned, right? Imagine if... So you don't understand Russian or, or Japanese or, say, Spanish, but they also have rap. They do. So if then if you listen to it, does it not do anything for people? Because they're like, well, I don't understand the lyrics, so I don't know what they're trying to get across or, you know, who they're trying to, like, throw shade at or what issue they're trying to talk about. Maybe. I guess. That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's – well, I guess some are a little bit more – explicit of who they try to throw shade to because yeah. like i was thinking about machine gun kelly and his little rap basically now, now he, that he does he doesn't do rap anymore <laughs> so he's um, like i do pop punk now i'm cool i, I don't know so yeah but yeah, i remember that whole little he basically made like a diss track just for, for eminem for, and then eminem's like okay yeah well it's weird because then it took him like god how many years later to basically make out of a surprise like you know fuck you back album so no, but he's completely changed genres because he got kicked out of it. But anyway, that's that's a fun shit show for another day. But you know, maybe that's yeah. an example of like who knows what like you know because sometimes uh, I get basically what I was trying to say is the um, the um, the not the theory the um, the inspiration can come from you know like very abstract thinking yeah. to very specific like mm. you know this is a like intentionally exactly what I was like trying to say yeah. Versus some bands, kind of like it's more like op- like almost open to interpretation, like yeah. So it's like I don't know, like I, I think of this is an older song, but uh, it's uh fucking a. I think it's Ario Speedwagon, uh, Blinded by the Light or whatever. Like I had no idea like when I was little growing up what that meant. Like mm-hmm. like because you know it's has like the kind of weirdest lyrics and stuff like that. Apparently the whole song is basically about like some sort of weird one night stand with like a stripper and then she ends up overdosing. It happens. Like, yeah, but it's weird because like you know like if you're listening to like some of the lyrics, it's kind of like I'm so lost. I mean, it sounds good, just but like you just don't like I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Went too deep, Dylan. You went too deep. I did. Um, but yeah, um, you can get that that nuance. And then you have some mm. groups that cover songs. I think they make them sound even better. Yeah. Like Power Glove, The Little Mermaid, That's Under the Sea. Priceless. So that's actually something, too. So You know you liked it. So there's, speaking of covers, <laughs> um, so there's, so certain, like, even, like, for example, Nicki Minaj, there's a couple songs that she has where their lyrics are, are so-so, whatever. The music video is always a fucking 
like trip of garbage where I'm like, I just seized and I don't know what I'm seeing. But some of them have like sort of unique sounds or beats from like, if this had instruments in it, I would be interested where it's like the core melody or the core notes that they're playing. Um, intrigue me, but I, to me, it feels like an incomplete song. Hmm. So that happens a lot. And, um, actually that's sort of an interesting hobby of mine is finding good metal covers of songs. Hmm. And, um, I don't know, I guess it can show, like you're saying, there, there can be unique parts of pop music, but I, th- they never really, they're never really trying to become too intense or, like, really overwhelm you or really layer on many, many things that you're going to notice. Mm. I think on purpose, so it's easier listening. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's like, um, there's a band called Fame on Fire. They do their own songs, and they also do good covers. And, like, Our Last Night, where it's like, oh, you guys are good enough to kind of play around with certain pop songs. And then turn them in a different direction where sometimes it's really heavy, sometimes it's a little screamo, or sometimes it's a little more casual rock. Mm-hmm. And, like, that stuff's pretty pretty amazing to me, actually, um, which goes to show it's like, I guess the pop songs have a core of some talent in them, but they're just never pushed to be really unique. Mm. And I watch it once again, if you're, if you're going for the the most extreme, like, direction of something, you're, def- you're probably never going to be the most popular because... You're going to have the least amount of individual people wanting to listen to it. Exactly. Well, it's also so, I guess, it, it's not, well, that, but it's also not as universal. That, yeah. I think that's what makes pop You're going to hit one just... particular niche, but then the majority is going to be like, this is too much for me. So they're they're, they're never quite eclipsing any particular direction. Because, mm. like, Ozzy Osbourne, for example, like, his band was pretty metal-ish. Yeah. But he didn't go to, like, any kind of heavy metal, you know what I mean? And even, like, Guns N' Roses, like, they're not really heavy metal. You know, they're this kind of weird rock metal in between hybrid. Yeah. Um, so, no, actually not, sorry, not rock metal. It's, like, I think they said, they tell you, like I said, the beginning of, like, thrash metal. I gotta look. I could be wrong. But either way, boys, they're not really heavy metal. They're not, like, you know, for example, like, Slipknot or above. I'd say they're also a little sort of, like, glammy sometimes. Some of their songs are not that. I don't know. They're, they're a little bit more casual, a little more... I don't know. Well, it's um, weird to think, right? That's even a whole female other focused ca- and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's even a thing weird thing, right? That's a whole other category, like glam rock, glam metal. Yeah, you know, so we don't really think about. Mm. I think because that that shows you that's more a kind of more of a time period piece because that's mm. more like the eighties. The yeah. whole idea of glam rock or metal. That um, brings up like, a, an interesting question I have, I guess. Um, what you mentioned is it's kind of selling a lifestyle in a way. Yes. Right, and I think that is sort of a perfectly attributes to, to popular music is the re- the reoccurring themes of like clubs women sex ass all the usual spiel cars money killing people all that shit right that's sort of the reoccurring themes is like individually it's not important to the song for the for, for the most part um but you're selling a lifestyle to people that listen to it because the themes are always the same they're reoccurring mm. you listen to an artist like, like a lot of the mainstream artists like fucking i call him Ty Dolla, Dolla Sign, Dolla Sign Sign. Um, mm. Like, his, his his lyrics are honestly repetitive. They're the same themes again and again, right? Which can happen in many genres, but they're the same themes that also other artists on top of the billboard are talking about. Mm. And to be honest with you, they don't really bring anything. You know, mm. they don't, they're not going to contribute to you being a good person in life. They're going to contribute to you probably cheating and getting murdered. <laughs> but, um... But the, uh, I guess the point being is like you're selling that lifestyle of that sort of aspiration or like little fantasy in people's heads. So people like, they get to it and they're like, oh yeah, because they just, they listen to it and you realize the lyrics aren't really positive. 
They're mm-hmm. kind of demeaning. Yeah. In many ways, which like if that doesn't work for me, and if it works for you, like that's okay. But the message is not good. Yeah. Abstract. Abstractly. Yeah. So that. So maybe that's why it gets that attention is for a lot of people for your mundane life. They're getting that aspirational part of like that extreme like thing you shouldn't do, or but kind of encourages. It's maybe also just be. I guess, I guess the whole living in the moment thing too. I think that's part of it because I, 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 you actually you brought up an interesting point about lyrics that are kind of, uh, not derogatory. This is what I'm trying to think of, but basically, uh, it doesn't benefit your life. I was thinking about actually Post Malone, uh, the Rockstar song because that's basically just a long song about like getting high. Screwing and just basically, yeah, living like a rock star. Every fourth song is about popping a molly. So, but it shows you, I mean, like, I guess if you were like, which that's the question, I think, I guess the music is also kind of, you know, speaking, but I guess it depends on who you ask because everyone has different opinions. But the way I'm viewing is more that it's like, it's one of those things like if you had the opportunity to live in the moment like that, wouldn't you? you If there were no consequences to your day-to-day life or like no, no moral uh, no, I guess no morals tugging at your thought. Because that's kind of like your reasoning the, part of your brain. Well, that's, that's the lifestyle aspect. That's why I brought that particular song. Because even like rock star is a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's just a matter of do you want to, I guess, try to live that lifestyle? You know, it's interesting. So, so Nickelback's most popular song was rock star, right? And that's about living a fucking coked up dumb life with mm. like, you know, your your music label and your music videos and your fucking free food and shit and your drugs and your, you know unhealthy lifestyle per se but mm-hmm. that was the one that got the most hits because it's like that aspirational lifestyle of like well this is what we see as being just not cool give a fuck honestly yeah like this is what <laughs> is being pushed as like being successful and cool and you know if you're not doing this then you're you have lost the game mm. especially in the, in the popular music industry whereas nickelback has a lot of heavy songs that i think are pretty cool but also with some derogatory lyrics that are like, you didn't try that hard, it's recurring. But like their music, technically the instrument playing, there's a lot of really cool riffs. And I'm like, no one's going to hear this. Yeah. Right? Um, which one's again, Nickelback's a funny band because they're kind of lover-hated. And I think for, for good reasons both ways. But there's no denying, I think, some some pretty decent metal. Like just some good old some good old metal that they, they did a good job on. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty hard feeling. But the most popular song was the one that basically is the most basic yeah well there's definitely like mainstream accepted type of music yeah. or there's mainstream kind of hated kind of you know like yeah because i even know people that give like a lot of flack to like one republic and um maroon five yeah so i i mean to me it's like i, I don't really care it's just like at the end of the day it's like yeah i'm listening just for pleasure I, I could care less i guess what the general population thinks you know yeah that's but how it should be and i but i wonder if that itself plays into people's sort of the the actual popularity of pop and what it what it actually means to be pop music. I say is, yes and no. It's because yeah. you want to fit in with other people. Well, that's the same thing, honestly, popular. with rap. I feel like that's the way it's going. Yeah. It's more about just like fitting into basically that culture and lifestyle, yeah. even though it's not necessarily the most beneficial. And you're not going to so, live that lifestyle. But yeah. it still kind of ties into the one kind of bit. It's like, you know, kind of living in the moment. Yeah, you know, because it's like that's. I guess that's one of those uh, which might be digging too deep into like the weeds here, but um, never nothing wrong with going into weeds. That's where you find the ticks. <laughs> Jesus. So, well, it just makes you quite. I guess an existential crisis where it's kind of like you know, do I live my life safely, you know, and then just live a longer mm-hmm. you know life, you know? But there's a chance that by the time, let's say, even like ourselves, like let's say if we work for our whole lives and then retire. 
um, something could happen where maybe we have like a freak accident where we die or we just basically die early than expected, right? Yep. Um, so basically we have spent, you know, let's say six decades of our lives not doing anything but working. So I was like, do we yeah, actually Yeah, not doing live? anything too extreme, taking general small pleasures. Right, yeah. versus living to, you know, I, that's what it shows. It's kind of honestly more of a scale, you know what I mean? Where you live as safely as possible for as long as possible. Boring, but you'll probably be alive longer. Versus the other spectrum where it's like you're basically skydiving, cocaine, and all sorts of other things on the daily. Yep. So Hoping that you're that one in ten who lives till 90. Yeah, so that's the question, though. It's like, so then you feel like you lived a life more fulfilled that way or the other end, and then yeah. what's the happy in between? Yeah, and depends on what you value in life and your relationships, too, mm-hmm. um, which is that aspirational part is in reality, you realize if a lot of these lifestyles would ruin your relationships with so many people and would pretty much, it would paint a target on your back as just being a considered bad moral person yeah well it's like it's kind of like we talked about before too with like cars you know you don't like technically nobody really needs a mercedes right mm-hmm. like nobody needs one but it'd be nice to have i think most yeah. people would be like yeah i take one you know what i mean so. yeah sponsored by <laughs> mercedes like sponsored by mercedes um, <laughs> yeah in a way although cars are interesting because they are either a cultural item in themselves which affects people's decision but then it's also what you can do like you're in the vehicle i'll be real yeah. with you especially like for example like let's just say if someone you know no payment you know what i mean just, and since the car's be given to you it's probably paid off so you get whatever insurance you want for it so you can just do liability fuck it it's like if it, it gets damaged it gets damaged mm-hmm. um someone gift you a lamborghini would you like not take it i would take it for a week sell it by house interesting okay <laughs> you're like the depreciation is just enough for the down payment yep no but mind. you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't think most people would probably say, especially if it's like, it was free, you know? That's a, so. you know, that is a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a question in itself because it's a case of uh, sort of the more responsible side of what you could get with it. I mean, basically financially wise, you know, yeah. how that would could affect your life goals True. or whether you could have that, th- that thrill that could maybe end well, end badly or be taken away. Yeah, so well, that's what I mean. More the fact that I think most people wouldn't view it as a car at that point. Mm. They view it as basically some sort of spice or thrill in their life, even if it's only temporary. Yeah. So, which is basically why a lot of these cars sell is because you don't really need them. There's no benefit, you know. It's just they just happen to give you more of a a tingly sensation down there, down there, up there, all over the place. Left, you right, know? center, your neighbor, who knows. Yeah, well, don't tell you you wouldn't get like you wouldn't want the opportunity. Let's say drive like a stupid fast car on a runway, like a stupid Absolutely. fast car. Exactly. Now, it's so all that's... about the experience, about the thrill. So that's what I think. That's how this music sells because it's just a matter of it's either relatable or it just makes you have a lifestyle that, which is also why even why like love music or country music sells in the United States quite a bit too. Because I mean, who was who doesn't want to find some sort of like real romance that could last like a lifetime that sounds like a pretty like nice uh, little setup who can drive a four-wheeler yeah well i mean that's like the thing about it. that's kind of a sim- i mean that's all you kind of you know that's all you want in life is just having let's say a plot of land with your truck and your dog you happen to find a whole genre of country music that covers that it's like yeah you just find your go-to yeah um, so. so that's interesting too because country music itself has been split into commercial country music which is has the same reoccurring themes that are pretty light and then the traditional country music which has a lot more varied and dark themes and sort of you know more intense topics yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't be easy listening yeah yeah um yeah it's, it's hard so 
I guess, I don't know. It's like, it's not thinking too hard about how it relates to your life mm. in a way. Like for me, which I think is like, for example, perfect example, like Lincoln Park. Like if you, if you grew up with Lincoln Park and you enjoyed it and you like thoroughly thought it was like a unique experience of like listening to Lincoln Park, it's probably because you identified with the lyrics that were specifically like they were relatable. Even if you didn't go through everything he went through, they were just relatable and sort of talked about things that you don't normally talk to regular people about, you know, feelings and issues and abuses and mental problems. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, this is why they're so neat because he just went, he, he went right for it. And you got that as long as, as well as a heavy sound. Mm. Um, and I think that's where you get some of the uniqueness is when you branch out to things that we don't normally talk about mm. that aren't quite aspirations. Mm. Um, and I guess that's what I get with the unique music is like going, going a unique view that is not mainstream that is not being repeated. So, so do you have a takeaway to end this segment? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just try, if you like a certain genre of music, just try it in another country. Okay. And I, hopefully, even if you don't like it, maybe it'll give you an idea of what it is you actually even liked about the music in the first place. Mm. Especially when you're mentioning rap and like the the fact that there are reoccurring themes and things like that. Well, if you like a if you like it for the music, then technically the rap shouldn't matter. Exactly. But if it's a case of you're really going about it because of the cultural significance of the lyrics mm. or something along those lines, and or you know di- di- different examples of things, then maybe you'll learn something new. But you got to give it a go because you'll you'll find that things can go on forever and continue to be unique, mm-hmm. um, but not if you don't go out to find them. Exactly, and that'll be my takeaway message too. That reality, there is probably hundreds of thousands of artists in each category. Most of them are honestly unknown. Maybe like a handful are national to world level, world scale. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. There's a lot of potential that just most of it doesn't get up to the national or you know national or worldwide level so um even myself most interests that i found took years of basically listening to like other types of music and just eventually just find my way to why i feel like now i was like okay i really relate to this and i really like this i still like other genres but you know this is like ooh, i'm even yeah. designing cars around this theme like well, yeah, what know? even what so, even what even finds you yeah and um, i think part of that too was just because of also like the things i liked like 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 sci-fi you know, futurism, like all that stuff also tied into basically the music that I found. So yeah. So yeah, it's true. Take away, explore, just explore. There's a lot to find out there. It's okay to get lost. Yes. That's the best part about music. That is true. Thanks.